welcome to Multiverse OQ, your guide to the comic book multiverse. I'm podcast form. I'm Luke. I'm Devin. And we're still talking about apocalypse. It's never going to end, is it, Devin? It won't. Uh, we are wrapping up with two what ifs on the Age of Apocalypse and a bonus what if on Inferno, the event that Jay and Miles have been covering in their chronological coverage of X-Men stories and events. It's not quite a crossover, it's more of we're like the uh, Excalibur comic where we were also involved with the event sort of tangentially, but not really. Basically. We're hoping our sales continue to go up. Yep. I also wanted to give a shout out to Shannon, who's backed our Patreon is still our only Patreon backer, which means she gets exclusive content, like outtakes and Hooray! alternate versions of episodes. Hooray! If you want to be a Patreon backer, go to Multiversal Q's website, and we've got a link to the Patreon there. Money helps us do things like buy comics when we can't get them digitally through legal or otherwise means. And we're also, well, I'm going to be heading down to Heroes Con and getting a new sketchbook special set up for that. Oh man, speaking of new sketchbook special, guess you got a kick-ass sketchbook for people to do things. You? Me. Yesterday, that free library thing I was at where I got us those copies of She-Hulk Diaries. Oh yeah, I'm excited about reading those. I also got, it's a um, Star Wars Doodles, where it's like one of those things where they give you like part of a picture, and then it's like draw the other things. Oh, neat. So you're going to, like, have people finish it up? Potentially. That's what I was thinking. But my favorite of all pictures is, who's angry at Lando now? And it's just a picture of a sad Lando, and you're supposed to draw whoever's <laughs> angry at him behind him. <laughs> that is an amazing idea for a sketchbook. I want to see if they have, like, Marvel ones of those now. Probably. That is making my day. Or Luke Skywalker is now a Jedi. He wants cool sideburns. <laughs> What is Greedo having for breakfast? Nothing. He's dead. That's what I thought. <laughs> that that sounds pretty fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, if you remember the SPX special from last year, I went around and got sketches, and one of the things is it can be hard to come up with a what-if uh, idea on the spot. So if you have ideas for a simple what-if sketch, you should uh, send that into the Twitter or our email at multiversalq at gmail.com, and uh, we will put those into a hat that I will take around, because Devin, you're not going to Heroes Con, are you? I am not. You don't love me enough, do you? I guess not. I will be at Heroes Con tabling it. Uh, I consider it for I next year, though, because actually looking at that list this year, damn, it's tight. Oh, yeah, no, they usually have a fantastic list. I will be going to uh, Heroes Con, and I will be tabling with Nerd Scenarios, the podcast that I had been put in charge of, and then it fell apart because one man can only do so much on that bigger project. That's true. But uh, I'll be there with Joe Hunter and Mike Watson from Legacy Rising Comics, where my upcoming comic... Heroes International is going to be coming out in July. Hooray! And advertise the book coming out in July. I will be at Wizard World Columbus, where you can stop over and... I don't know. Hooray! Yeah, you can buy my comic there. It's got people punching dragons and messing up. It's, it's fun times. Yep. Have you been to Wizard Worlds? Uh, nope. They're pretty good. Also, when you're there, you can hang out with the dude who voices Mario. Bob Hoskins? Charles Martinet. Or you can also... Oh, shit. You can also hang out with Kevin Sorbo. 
everyone should be going to Wizard World Columbus. That sounds like a ringing endorsement, but let's ring in the podcast. I can connect it still. Kevin Sorbo voiced Kazar in the fantastic television show Marvel Superhero Squad. Uh, that, that doesn't... I thought you were going to try and like bring it over to us actually discussing the stories. Not really, I was bringing it back to Marvel. Okay. Kazar probably existed somewhere in one of the what-if stories we're about to cover. Uh, he explicitly existed in the second one. But the uh, first one that we are covering is What If, Volume 2, Number 81. What if the Age of Apocalypse had not ended on Earth 9601? And it was written by Mariano Nicieza, with art by Kevin Hopgood, letters by Richard Starkings, and Comicraft. And this came out before the uh, 10-year anniversary, where it's like, oh, the Age of Apocalypse didn't end, which makes it weird. And it takes place on Earth 9601. Wait, is that the actual Age of Apocalypse universe? What was it? I am... No, I think it's 295 is... Yeah, 2509... Yeah. Yeah, it's not. Okay, yeah, I was freaking out there for a sec, because I was like, wait, is this actually canon? Because, I mean, that'd be neat, because I, I like some of the stuff that happens in it. But, uh, yeah, this is much more of a sequel feeling than I'd say the other stories felt, but it's also very much a done-to-one story. I also think the title is, like, weird and doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because it's like, but the Age of Apocalypse did end. Like, even if that world still continues, the Age of Apocalypse is done. Yeah, it would be like telling a story in modern times and being like, what if the Qing dynasty yeah, exactly. had not ended? I kept waiting, like, is he going to like appear at some point in time? Some resurrection? Well, well, from my understanding, it was the Age of Apocalypse was thought to have actually ended when the event ended because Bishop went back and then did the time stream. Well, that's true. So Apocalypse was destroyed and Magneto rescued the X-Men, bringing them to the blue area of the moon. And about two years passed, and Tony Stark came to visit. Or, like, maybe he was also living there. It was sort of unclear. Here's a real question, though. Do you think Magneto is lying about the fact that he knows who stopped the bombs? In this universe, if you uh, listen to the podcast, like, I am fine with Magneto having stopped the bombs. I think retconning it so that uh, the Phoenix Force came up doesn't really work as much. Or work it as well. It doesn't. Also, it doesn't make sense. And, like, the Phoenix Force... I mean, I guess it could do that, but, like... Yeah. I don't like, think it would. Mm-hmm. The fact that you had him specifically stopping metal bombs, to me, that was a Magneto who did that. Yeah, that's why in the uh, podcast special, that's what I said happened. Anyways, so, uh, Tony Stark has uh, ended up, like, going to the Watcher's Blue Area of the Moon Base. And he's like, hey... There's this big uh, planet-eating guy, uh, let's call him Galactus, and he's got this other guy, Silver Surfer, who is Silver, who is also coming here. But they're not coming to pal around. They're coming to eat the planet. Oh no. Well, I can't say Galactus never comes to do anything but eat the planet. I mean, he's come to help save the Earth a few times. Mm-hmm. Oh, here he probably wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. I also like how Tony Stark still looks like he has the Iron Man suit, so it's like, did he still get a like, chest full of shrapnel? Well, he did have his like heart operated on when he was uh, being converted into one of uh, Mikhail's soldiers that ended up shorting out the machine. Oh, that's true. But we also get alternate universe versions of 
one of my favorite guys, Night Thrasher, and his brother who was introduced like a decade later, Bandit. You know, like the dog from Johnny Quest. Yep. Night Thrasher especially does not trust the mutants. How did you feel about the uh, new power couple, Gwen and Quicksilver? It doesn't make any damn sense. Yeah, like Storm ended up dying off panel somewhere. And so like Gwen and Quicksilver are like into each other and it's such a weird couple. But you know what? I will go with that. But it's just like, I don't know. For me, it's just more like, how did she even end up with them? Yeah. It's like, well, 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 no, she had been with the uh, humans, like uh, Tony Stark's crew. I mean, true, but like, I don't know. As far as like alternate realities go. Yeah. That This to me is like a bit of a stretch. First off, you have Quicksilver. Gwen, you can do better. I don't know. Quicksilver can always make time for her. He won't be late to things. This is why the date's not happening tonight, Luke. Because oh. you say things like that. <laughs> <laughs> But he could save her in a... It's funny because her neck snapped when she was not saved by... Or when she was saved by Spider-Man. It's true. That's probably what I thought you thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say the fl- a flash, and then I was going to be like, God damn, I am hanging <laughs> up. <laughs> no, I went for the snap joke. <laughs> I'm on pain medication, so I'm in a jovial mood. So the uh, two teams go back to Earth and they announce their plans, but a lot of the humans are not ready to trust the mutants, which doesn't make sense. Because, like, Magneto was working with the humans and the X-Men were working with the humans. And they're like, we need to make spaceships. And they're like, we don't want to. And then Tony Stark's like, no, we're going to make spaceships and fight Galactus in space. Meanwhile, Night Thrasher pretty much stayed back on the blue area of the moon. And his brother's like, yeah, you probably shouldn't be messing with these strange technology machines. And Night Thrasher's like, I'm going to do what I want. You're not my dad. So he ends up turning himself into pure power as Galactus shows up. And then he calls Galactus a fuckface, which is amazing. That's why Night Thrasher is fantastic. Yes. <laughs> Come on, you gotta give some credit to any superhero who would, like, call Galactus a fuckface to his face. I mean, it's true, but... So the uh, X-Men of the team's charge. Quicksilver ends up saving Bandit, which changes Night Thrasher's opinion on mutants. But then Bandit dies saving Gwen after they had attacked the Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer tries to kill Weapon X, who ends up killing him, while he and Tony Stark were setting up H-bombs on Galactus' ship. And the ship blows up, and Night Thrasher realizes that he is powered by brains and thoughts. So he ends up wanting to give all of the world, like, a single thought to, like, power him up. And so it's like, I, I want to stop Galactus. And then he kills Galactus. Which is not a good thing to do. Like, there has not been a single story where killing Galactus has been a good thing. No, it's true. And Magneto's like, okay, well, this was a good start. Now let's keep doing things better. Let's keep killing more things. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be kind of great if they, like, go and search for a better planet and they just start, like, beating up people. Basically. Mm-hmm. Gotta beat them down in a submission. It's a weird story because, like, the style is very painted, but there's also, like, some very early 3D graphic-type stuff. I was gonna say, that's what I wanted to bring up, was, yeah, the artwork. Night Thrasher is so CGI, and it's just like, oh, gosh. Well, like, Galactus' ship? Yeah. 
But do you know what was the best part? Was right at the end. Because at the very end of that issue is next issue. J. Jonah Jameson adopts Spider-Man. That is still our best what-if issue, and I doubt it will ever be replaced. Like, honestly, what can at this stage in the game? The second what-if issue we're covering is What If X-Men Age of Apocalypse slash... Well, it's like, What If Volume 5 from 2006. The specific story is What If Legion Had Killed Xavier and Magneto... Written by Rick Remender, with art by Dave Wilkins, colors by Anthony Washington, and Nate Piekos on the letters. This takes place on Earth 93074. So, Legion accidentally kills Professor X and Magneto in a big attack, so humanity ends up finding out about mutants earlier, and they get put into concentration camps. The non-mutant heroes are, like, well-liked. And some of the people ended up taking refuge in the Savage Land with Kazar. Voiced by Kevin Sorbo. And when Apocalypse ended up rolling up to get his revenge, the mutants were like, Oh yeah, no, these people were absolutely garbage to us, so we are totally fine killing them. So we ended up catching up a few years later with Scott and Gene and their son Nathan. Which makes no sense. Like... Nate Gray being named Nate Gray makes sense because he was named after Mr. Sinister, as in the, uh, like, X-Men Age of Apocalypse 1. And Cable being named Nathan makes sense because Madeline Pryor named him after Nathan, who is also Nathaniel Essex, Mr. Sinister. But Scott and Jean have no reason to name their child after... Mr. Sinister, or anyone else named Nathan, because Scott wanted to name his kid Christopher Summers after his father, Corsair, who is also Christopher Summers, and... Well, maybe in this universe he had a worse childhood and hates his dad. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Mr. Sinister is running around somewhere when they he was growing up, and he's like, yo, Nathan, you're cool, I'm gonna name my first kid after you. And Sinister's like, Okay. You mean Jane is like, okay? No, Nathan. Mr. Sinister's yeah. like, yeah, that's cool, Scott. You can name your kid after me. I don't really care. Scott knew a kid named Nathan from his days in the orphanage who was Mr. Sinister. Yeah. And they didn't really get along. But maybe he wanted to make him a new Nathan so that he could then be like, yo, I want to make a good Nathan since that other Nathan sucked. Anyways. And that was also just another sinister <laughs> clone. My other thing stands. <laughs> I'm just saying he should not be named Nathan. Nathan is a bad name. Hi, Matt's brother, Nathan. It's true. So Holocaust ends up showing up with his team of Sebastian Shaw, Banshee, Scarlet Witch, Cannonball, Sunspot, and Lady Deathstrike. So Scott has Sauron... The Pterodactyl Man take away their son up to, like, the frozen part of the Antarctic. Because if you don't remember, the Savage Land is a dinosaur-filled jungle wonderland in the middle of the Antarctic. It's true. But everything's nice and sunny and, like, very balmy over there. It's some hollow earth-type bullshit. Yep. And uh, so Sauron takes them to meet Weapon X, who ends up taking them to the ruins of New York, where they meet Brother Voodoo, the new Sorcerer Supreme. Because Rick Remender likes Brother Voodoo way too much. I also don't really care for Brother Voodoo. Yeah, it's, it's he can be done in interesting ways, but he hasn't. And then it's like, oh, his ghost is going to like kill people in that uh, 
run because he ended up getting killed. No, but now he's back. Because Rick Remender brought him back. Because Rick Remender likes him. Mm-hmm. But now he's talking with his dead brother's ghost. Mm-hmm. Well, and here on the team is Captain America, who has Mjolnir. Brian Braddock, who is normally Captain Britain, except he has an Iron Man suit. He's going to screw it up somehow, I guarantee it. Ben Grimm, the thing who has a robot arm. Generic Age of Apocalypse Colossus. Who hadn't quit like a bitch at this point in time. And Molecule Man. I I don't understand why Age of Apocalypse Colossus looks like Age of Apocalypse Colossus still. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's like everyone else looks different, like Cyclops had torn out his eyes which somehow stopped his optic blasts because he wanted to pass as human i it it, because age of apocalypse colossus thinks that that bandana looks cool so brother voodoo's like yeah we know that time got messed up so we should uh kill apocalypse nathan ends up uh like leading the charge by hacking into molecule man so he can end up like using his powers to control molecules to just like kill the enemies they come across, like the Absorbing Man and Lady Deathstrike. As they approach Apocalypse's tower, an army of symbiotes attack, who are apparently clones of Peter Parker Spider-Man, which doesn't... Nope. Yeah, makes no sense. Uh, Holocaust ends up showing up. The fighting intensifies. Somehow, Nathan just doesn't kill Holocaust immediately like he did with the others. And Holocaust ends up killing the Thing, Sauron, and Colossus. Here's why, because fun fact, Nathan didn't like those three. Oh. He waited. <laughs> they end up uh, opening a door into the dark dimension where Dormammu is waiting for them. Brother Voodoo ends up opening a door that will get them into Apocalypse's temple as he faces Dormammu alone. But before Nathan leaves through the portal, he ends up stealing the Eye of Agamotto, which gets Brother Voodoo pretty much killed, probably. Probably. Uh, they get inside the temple where they find the four horsemen, who are the Hulk, Juggernaut, Storm, and Namor. So Wolverine ends up killing Namor. Storm pretty much kills Wolverine. Nate takes Molecule Man away as Hulk kills Brian Braddock. Oh, look at that. Braddock screwed it up. He got killed. He didn't screw anything up. He shouldn't have died. That's still screwing it up, Luke. And then Nate ends up controlling Molecule Man and turns Apocalypse into water, which immediately kills him. And then uh, Weapon X and Captain America find Nathan wearing Apocalypse's armor with the Eye of Agamotto preparing to go back in time. And Captain America is an asshole here because he does not like that Nathan pretty much just cheated and hacked the last boss and now is planning on going back in time to undo the universe. And so he throws Mjolnir at him, which ends up, like, causing Nate to disappear, and only he and Wolverine are left. But we find out that when Cap threw Mjolnir, it also killed Magneto, Charles, and, like, the surrounding, like, 10-mile area or so, which sets off an even worse chain of events. And somehow the Watcher blames Nate for this. (laughs) No, Watcher, you are being an asshole here. Nate saw a problem. Had a solution, solved the problem, had another problem, was ready to go back, and then Captain America fucked things up. The last issue that we were covering is What If Volume 2, Number 6. What if the X-Men had lost Inferno, which takes place on Earth 89112, which was written by Danny Fingeroff, with pencils by Ron Lim, inks by Keith Williams, colors by Tim Vincent, and letters by Gary Fields. So... 
Inferno is a complicated event, and like I said at the top of the show, Jane Miles did a lot of coverage, which I'll link to, but summed up, Nastier is a demon who wanted to open up hell on Earth. Iliana Schnauflake, also known as Magic, was the ruler of Limbo with her right-hand demon, Sim, who she did not actually like or trust, and who did not like and trust her. The New Mutants, which was a team of new mutant superheroes that Ileana was on, ended up getting stuck in Limbo. Nastier convinces Magic to use her demonic powers to open up the door, and that ends up opening a portal from Limbo into New York City, where the demonic energies are pouring out, turning everything evil and demonic. It's like street lights are turning, human elevators are eating people. It's like that Ghostbusters scene where all the ghosts are there, except it's like 500 times worse. Mm-hmm. Also, Ghostbusters knockoffs show up, and they get eaten by an elevator. It's true. And meanwhile, Madeline Pryor, who is the clone of Jean Grey, who was created by Mr. Sinister, had become the Goblin Queen. You may remember from our Age of Apocalypse special. Yes. Uh, she had become the Goblin Queen due to Nastier's actions, and she was going to sacrifice her baby, Nathan, who ends up becoming Cable, as part of a baby-centric ritual to permanently open up the portal and expand the magic over the Earth. And Rachel Gray, who's the daughter of Scott and Jean from the Days of Future Past timeline, who's currently going by Phoenix because she has most of the power of the Phoenix Force, shows up and she ends up getting turned into a mannequin due to magic. And Doctor Strange's body had been taken over by Dormammu. Ileana, with help from Colossus, was able to uh, sort of turn herself back to good. In actuality, she steals herself from Limbo in the past when she originally showed up and replaces herself with that seven-year-old version. And she ends up sending back her soul sword, which is like all of the good magic inside of her, back into Limbo to control it. Storm ends up killing Nastier. Jean Grey faces down with Madeline, who's keeping the portal open, and everything more or less returns to normal, and most people believe it's a shared hallucination. In this world, Sim ends up returning to Limbo at the same time as the Soul Sword. He ends up absorbing Nastier's energy when Nastier gets destroyed, and then he teams up with Madeline, who's able to kill Jean. Sim then kills Nathan with the Soul Sword. The demon portal is completed, and the demonic evil spreads all over the earth. And Sim and Madeline are in love, and Wolverine is their demonic slave. Are you still with me, Devin? A bit. Okay, so we have a team that's trying to pray the evil away that consists of Doctor Strange, who has a Phil Kinsepin eye patch, Shaman from Alpha Flight, Margali Cesardos, who is Nightcrawler's adopted mother who's also a sorceress, Jennifer Kale, who is an interdimensional sorceress and who is the cousin of the original Ghost Riders. Dr. Druid, who is the dude with the surname Druid, who is also a doctor and who also knows magic. Damon Hellstrom, the son of Satan, the literal son of Satan. Dakeem, the enchanter, who comes from Atlantis, and Baron Mordo, who is Dr. Strange's nemesis. Because apparently Wanda was not invited to the party. Well, actually, depending on this time, she probably would have been too busy being a super cool West Coast Avenger. Or she had already been converted into a demon. Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. They're trying to contact other forces of magic, but they are just not getting through. Meanwhile, the other survivors are waiting, 
which consists of Spider-Man, She-Hulk, Thor, Human Torch, Captain America, and the American Dream, Kitty Pride. Suddenly a demon-possessed version of the Hulk and Wolverine burst in with an army of demons. Dr. Drew, Jennifer Kale, Shaman, She-Hulk, Cap, and Spider-Man are all killed in the initial assault. The other casters besides Strange try and attack, but Sim is there with the Soul Sword, which is able to absorb their attack, and like amplified and blasted back. Thor absorbs the blowback, so the other survivors, who now are just Strange, Mordo, Human Torch, and Kitty, they can escape. And Thor is murdered shortly after. Well, mostly because he explodes. Yeah. Because he can keep absorbing everything. Yeah, he, he tried his best. The team arrives on the Daily Bugle. And meanwhile, at the Baxter building, demon-possessed Reed Richards and Doctor Doom are working together on a machine that is going to expand their magic into the multiverse, and they want to do it before the Living Tribunal shows up. Which, I'm not gonna lie, I thought that was some bullshit. Doctor Doom can be possessed by no demon. They control magic, though, so they're able to, like, get through his magic defenses. I don't know. Because what's his name? Doctor Doom single-handedly told the Purple Man to go to hell when he tried to get controlled by him. Yeah, but this is like an entire plane of magic's energy. And this is before Doctor Doom sacrificed the only woman he ever loved for demonic demon powers. True. That was a fun time. Uh, so Doctor Strange ends up leaving Mordo behind to look after the others because he's sensing powers. And Mordo's not happy about it because he's conniving and evil and also... He, he wanted to go with his buddy Steven. He wanted to have to sit home and babysit the kids. Yeah. Strange ends up finding Rachel Gray, who he frees from her mannequin form, and the two return to their base. And Kitty is happy to see her best friend slash hella queer partner. Doctor Strange is pretty sure that the Living Tribunal is going to show up and destroy the Earth because it has too much magical power. And Doctor Strange instead wants Rachel to use the Phoenix Force to destroy all the demons and the demonic people and converted things. Suddenly, Sim, Wolverine, and Madeline burst in with their army of demons. The Human Torch tries to buy some time, but Baron Mordo ends up betraying him. And he also reveals that, oh, he gave away their location because he's a total asshole. The Human Torch, as he dies, flares up, so Doctor Strange and Rachel have time her to merge with the phoenix force uh, so that way she can summon it to the earth dr strange tries to continue holding things off while madeline plans to take control of the phoenix force herself wolverine tries to stab dr strange but kitty gets in the way baron mordo ends up then betraying sim and then he goes back and betrays dr strange leaving rachel undefended mordo raises up the soul sword and plans to get the phoenix force's power as well but Wolverine stabs his ass. In response, Baron Mordo burns off all of Wolverine's flesh, leaving only the adamantium-coated skeleton. Madeline ends up, like, saying, Oh, yeah, I'm pretty happy that Sim is dead because I get to control the entire Earth and he was an idiot. So Sim's spirit ends up possessing the adamantium bones of Wolverine, grabs the soul sword, and then kills Madeline prior. The Phoenix Force finally arrives and Rachel purges the Earth of all the demonic energy. And the Living Tribunal shows up and he's like, oh, okay, uh, Firebird thing, you, you, you did enough here, so... Guess I showed up to forever. the party too late. Yeah. And so the Phoenix Force energy, like, burn away all the modern technology and all the demons and all the demon-converted people. And we see Doctor Strange and Rachel Gray delivering Alicia Masters' son with the Human Torch. 
Johnny Storm Jr., who, like Alicia Masters, had been mentioned, like, for a sentence previously before, and it's like... At the very beginning, yeah. Yeah. It's a weird ending to the story. Time for Trials in the Multiverse now. So we have three, maybe four universes to uh, put onto the list, because there was the universe where Captain America ended up causing genocide. Well, you see, here's why that also would happen, too. Because when Cap throws his mighty shield, all who oppose the shield must yield. But when Cap throws his mighty hammer, shit gets fucked up. In the slammer. Yep. You gotta finish the rhymes, Devin. It's true. So, up first, we have Earth 9601. What if the Age of Apocalypse had not ended? A.K.A. Night <laughs> Thrasher calls Galactus a fuckhead. Oh, Night Thrasher. So, uh, I, I, I'm divided. It was not a bad story. It could have been better. Our current dividing line is Limbo once again uh, at 152. And then our dividing dividing line would be like 76. So that's Earth, Storm, and Norman. Uh, I guess here's a question, Luke. Do you think that Power Couple, Quicksilver, and Gwen Stacy is better than Power Couple, Storm, and Norman? You mean Power Couple, Guietro? Yes. Or Pwen? Uh, Guietro, I will tolerate. Pwen is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I like uh, Guietro better. So is it better than what if Deadpool joined the New Mutants? Yeah, I kind of liked it a little bit better. Okay, is it better than Impossible Man Took Over the Earth? No, I like that one more. Okay, so our new number, 75, is Earth, 9601, Guietro slash Age of Apocalypse sequel. And up next we have Earth, 93074, the What If Legion Killed Xavier Magneto slash... Nate controlled uh, Molecule Man. I had a bit more issues with this one just because of all the continuity stuff and uh, Captain America was a jerk. Wasn't there another universe where Captain America was a jerk? I don't know, probably. Yeah, it's called the Ultimate Universe. You got a point there. Ultimate Cap is a Um, dick. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's like what people who don't read Captain America think Captain America is. Yeah. Okay, so... Top... I don't think it's as good as Guietro. Yeah, me neither. How do you feel about it compared to Team Gyrick? Uh, I like it more. Okay, is it better than VillainCon slash Tenerax Squared? No. Yep. So, our new number 81, Earth 93074, Supernate of Apocalypse. And do we also want to put on the world that Nate, or that Captain America ended up destroying? Uh, I think we have to. Okay, so Captain America killed millions. 
Higher oh, you don't know that. It just says you destroyed a 10 mil or a 10 mile radius. Is that better or worse than Supernate? See, I don't know because we don't know what happens. Because honestly, I'm kind of curious to see what happens. <laughs> well, we've put on universes with uh, more or less before. Personally, I like it because I think it would work better. I think that world would turn out better. And here's why. Because it's a magical thing that came from the like the sky. It would not out mutants. Yeah, so they just really hate the Asgardians instead. Yeah. So like And let's Odin... be real, you're not putting Thor into a concentration camp. <laughs> no. Because he'd just like... be like, Yeah, I'm out of here, guys. Well, Odin would probably be like, Oh, Thor, what were you doing? And Thor would be like, Father, I did nothing. And Odin's like, no. Go to your room. Your shit. Because, I mean, it's from the Daddy Issues Matt Fraction era of Thor. So, like, he'd probably get double banished, where instead of getting to be a doctor in his alternate personality, he'd be like a burger flipper. Mm-hmm. As he well so. should. <laughs> so, burger flipping Thor. I'm down <laughs> for burger flipping Thor. Okay. Better than uh, Super Knight? I would honestly say yes. Better than Super Knight. Better than Villain Con? Yeah, I do better than Villain Con. Better than Sci-Fi Fantastic Four? Refresh my memory on who they were. Uh, that was the Scroll symbiotes that showed up in the Fantastic Four Dark Reign series. Oh, yes. Um, no, I like them better. Okay. So our new Earth question mark burger flipping Thor slash cat messed this world up. And then the last one we have is Earth 89112. What if the X-Men had lost Inferno? I think this one's a bit complicated let's see what we got for demons on here is it yeah it's better than spider demons spider demons really dropped down low it's true okay is it better than deadpool dinosaur yes better uh how much better um a decent amount better than deadpool kills the marvel universe no oh wait actually yeah, Deadpool dinosaurs higher than the other ones that we had rated. Okay. Well, is it better than Jameson Spider-Man? Or Spider-Jameson? No. Okay, but it is better than Deadpool dinosaurs? Yes. So our new number 73 is Earth 89112. X-Men Lost Inferno. Okay, uh, next week we aren't sure what we are doing yet. It depends on whether or not we are able to find enough copies of Marvel Heroes to read in time. If not, we will be doing uh, Exiles. So you got that to look forward to. Now it's time to tell people where they can find us. Multiverse Q is a weekly podcast. You can find uh, a lot about us at MultiverseQ.com. We are also on Twitter, Tumblr, Libsyn, iTunes... If you use iTunes, please leave a review for us. 
that helps more people find out about the show. And, uh, Devin, where can people find you online? You can find me on the Twitters at FredoFett. That's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. And, Luke, where can people find you? I'm online at, at Coltreg. That's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. And, uh, yeah, if you don't follow the, uh, Twitter, please do follow the Twitter accounts for all of us. Then you're I garbage and we hate you. Honestly, quit Devin listening. Hates you. Oh, okay. This one's for Hank.